Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, Brando, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, so not quite the explosive weekend of, of wrestling activity that we saw last week and, oh, of no. course, last weekend and last week especially. Uh, but... On today's episode, we're still going to cover AEW Rampage. We're going to talk about WWE SmackDown. Uh, we've got some news about uh, the atmosphere, the culture, if you will, at Titan Towers at the WWE headquarters. Mm-hmm. We've got another update on Sasha Banks's future plans. But first, oh boy, something Ooh. that apparently is uh, somebody claims is not newsworthy. I think is pretty newsworthy. Uh, with all the ongoing backstage drama going on in AEW, one might wonder if EVPs Matt and Nick Jackson, also known as the Young Bucks, yeah, might consider jumping over to WWE when their current contracts expire. I mean, right now is as good as any time to speculate about that, given that they're currently on suspension yeah. for BTE triggering open the door of CM Punk and then getting into a fracas. Yeah. Uh, Wrestling Observer's Ryan Frederick reported over the weekend on the Wrestling Observer message board, a hotbed of wrestling news activity, Larson. Seemingly, yeah. That the Young Bucks, Generation Me themselves, had sent out feelers to a WWE talent stating this. They didn't sign new deals. Their options were picked up. They did reach out to a talent to send feelers that they would be interested in talking about coming in when their deals are up. But everyone on both sides are going to do the same because you want to look for the best deal. Anyone who doesn't do so is dumb and possibly leaving money on the table. They reached out to a talent to send feelers about coming in. I can't say they talked to anyone directly at WWE, but that would fall under tampering. And this came at the same time the legal letters were being sent out about tampering. Can't confirm they actually talked to WWE people themselves, but they talked to other WWE talent about coming in, which they can do. It's not necessarily a sign that they're going to leave. Everyone should do it. In a later post, Frederick added this. In this instance, though, what I said is 100% true, and I have it from multiple people. It's also not a big deal and not really newsworthy. It's not like they actually reached out to WWE management. They told a friend in the company, a fellow wrestler, they'd be willing to listen to offers when their deals are up. 
he says, I believe in January of 2024. And to let it be known, it's something every single wrestler in the business should be doing. It's called maximizing your leverage. It does not mean they want to leave. It means they're looking to get the best deal they can. That's it. It's a non-story. And if you're a wrestler with a deal coming up the next 18 months and you aren't playing both sides, you need to fix that. And it doesn't matter if it was now or any point in the future before the contracts run out, they were going to reach out. It's inevitable. And why this is a complete non-story, to be honest, and, I, and the feeler I was talking about happened before the incidents of this past weekend. For the record, it was a few weeks ago. It's just plain common sense. So that last little qualifier is kind of important in terms of the context yes. of all this. Yes. You know, it's not like, oh, God, you know, all this fracas went down. Now they're looking to, to, to you know, ask people about that. Yeah. I get what he's saying in terms of this is a smart move for any wrestler. But don't you think there's a bit of a difference when these guys have their freaking name in the in the name of the company, All Elite Wrestling? They're there to build something. Yeah. You know, like, and they're reaching out to the competition to see, hey, what better deal can yeah, I get? Yeah, I would understand that definitely, you know, like a, a month or two before their deal is, is up. This is like a year and a half before their deal is up, you know? Yeah. It seems early. It seems very early because this isn't like a TV deal where you can start negotiating the new deal while the current deal is still happening. You know, yeah. this this their contracts have to expire with AEW before they can actively negotiate with anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right. And, you know, as far as legalities of them calling up one of their friends at WWE and saying, hey, would there be interest? Don't know. Mm-hmm. I imagine if they if they if, if they started uh, the conversation, it was not with WWE official. Like, don't think it'd be tampering. But again, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, if Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks or I think even at this point, uh, Adam Page reached out to WWE. Uh, they're you know the the foundation of AEW, and if any of them were to leave, it'd be a it'd be a pretty uh, a massive loss for that company. Not to say they don't have talent, they do. They got immense uh, immensely talented uh, wrestlers over there. Um, but when in the very last Cody, he went to WWE. If for whatever reason, whether it has anything to do with what's going on now or not, Kenny Young Bucks Page. Any number, any combination of those people went to WWE rather than staying at AEW, the company they founded, that'd be a massive loss for AEW. It would be, I think, symbolically a lot more uh, of a loss than practically. Yeah, like exactly. you said, they, it's it's a loaded roster. Yeah. They 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 would be, in my opinion. Look, their ratings would be fine with them gone uh, as long as as long as this didn't become like a mass exodus. But like, given that a lot of these contracts, according to Tony Khan himself, are for like five years or something, mm-hmm. it's going to be a while before that's possible. Um, and I still think that you know, uh, uh, Tony Khan, he's got a lot of money. He's got more than Jim Crockett, he said, and uh, and I think that he's going to be able to hire his fair share of WWE wrestlers from WWE. I think as long as AEW's in business, they're going to be able to go back and forth. I think that there's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, a yeah. lot of movement on both yeah, sides. I think so too. Is it is just interesting that the whole idea of you know we built this thing, we want to see it through to you know it's what's kind of interesting to me is is that when you hand your name over to something, all elite wrestling, wouldn't you if you're like savvy say okay, well I'm gonna give the brand that we've worked so hard to build. Mm-hmm. We're gonna hand it over to you for these EVP roles. Wouldn't you get like? Wouldn't you request some amount of ownership stake there? Like it's my name. Like I should. I should be compensated if you know we get like a, a huge TV deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. That's surprising. Maybe it's not surprising because it'd be so out of the realm of 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 what's normal in pro wrestling. Maybe that's the thing. But if you're like you know, it was a big deal when Cody left, and mainly symbolically. You know, it's like, holy crap, this guy went to build the company with these guys using his name, his celebrity, his stroke Mm -hmm. in the pro wrestling business. And and then he left when things didn't seem all that, you know, to his liking. Um, You know, the fact that the Young Bucks would be reaching out. And I mean, somebody here says, oh, he they maybe they were casually hanging out with Kevin Owens and they said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if it worked? I, I don't think it's that reaching out is not. Hey, let's go grab a pizza. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I don't know. I, it's it's interesting about this getting out when it got out. Uh, yeah. It's interesting, and uh, and it's not just 
you know, I, I kind of believe that the, the fracas, the CM Punk thing seemed to be the, you know, not, not a singular occurrence. It seemed to be something that was building to this yes. moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, if everything was cool leading up to this and then he unloaded the media scrum, I'm sure, you know, it would have been more of a, Hey, Phil, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like what's going on? Be more of a head scratching as- thing as opposed to we're going to go uh, super kick your locker door, uh, <laughs> door down, you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. So, um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the timing of this all coming out is, is, is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it could be, it could be a whole lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. It could be a whole lot of nothing. If this was, dude, if this was like, if there, if, if, for example, Swerving Our Glory's contracts were coming up January 2024 mm-hmm. and they're reaching out to WWE or if they were like, you know, Malachi Black's a great example. If, if his contract was coming up in 2024, it's like, okay, he's not being used a whole lot. Triple H is his guy. He's in charge yeah, yeah. now. This would be a non thing. This would not be a thing. This is a difference because of the Young Bucks. Yep. They're coming off this fracas with CM Punk. So as 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 little as this should be newsworthy, I understand why it is. It makes sense that it is. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Because of what you know, they're they're executives in the company, and as you mentioned, the the what it means symbolically, mm-hmm. if they were to leave the company that they are executive executives of, and also founded, and the company is actually named after them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a bit different. It is different. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Um, Let's move on to this. So we've all heard reports from backstage. The atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's better now. Uh, since Stephanie, Nick Khan, Triple H taking over for Vince. But the question is, have WWE employees at Titan Towers seen a similar change in their work atmosphere? By the way, if you go read Glassdoor reviews of WWE, oh, wow. Seems like a terrible place to work. Or did. I did, a, vid- like a, I d- I did a video on that like a year ago at uh, WrestleJuice where yeah. I looked at Glassdoor reviews and... Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a lot of garbage. It was I'm a kind lot of, garbage. of curious to see, like in six months, what if, if it's going to be a, a little bit different. Uh, yeah, given I mean, what we're talking about here. Yeah, given uh, what PW Insiders reporting, because uh, from them the answer is apparently yes, because they're reporting. Quote: Much like the change, the new management team has energized the WWE locker room of the production team. The average energy in WWE headquarters in Stamford has been much better for a very different reason. The balance of employees having a life outside of the company versus their work responsibilities has been much better. Under the current regime, the level of stress is lessened. The belief is that under Nick Khan, Paul Levesque, and Stephanie McMahon, employees have settled into a new groove where they can do their jobs but not feel that level of stress that used to exist. More importantly, not feel guilty if they leave the office at a normal hour. There's a far better balance of work life versus real life outside of WB for the employees, at least now. When it comes to the creative team, PW Insider says, quote, there's also been a night and day impact there as well, in large part because under Levesque, they are no longer hurrying up to wait for Vince McMahon meetings that start hours late or focus on small, unimportant things for long periods of time. The meetings are more streamlined and regimented, and there's a feeling that by not wasting so much time, the team has been far less Quote, worn out by the grind, could focus more on creative pitches and longer form ideas. Or before it was about reacting to Vince McMahon's whims of the moment. There's a feeling that they are building a foundation of being proactive and building for the future. There are rewrites as part of the process, but it's very rarely a situation where everything is nuked and they are racing against the clock. The day of the broadcast come up with new ideas, one of the reasons why endless rematches have disappeared from Raw and SmackDown. It is, it is night and day. I mean, you can you can tell with the broadcast, uh, with the TV stuff, it it just it's it's so different. It really is, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's, you know, somebody. God, I forget who it was. We were watching, uh, we were doing our dynamite watch along on Wednesday, and uh, there was uh, the Penelope Ford uh, championship championship contender. Yeah, I guess Tony Storm Eliminator. Yeah. 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 And somebody in our chat said, why does everybody kick up a fuss 
why does everybody kick up a fuss when WWE does this, but not when AEW does it? Well, if you remember, there was that stretch of time. It was Charlotte Flair versus somebody. And it was like four weeks in a row of championship contender. The same match over and over and over again. That's why people were kicking up a fuss about it. Now, if they do it, I don't give a shit because I know that it's going to be a one and done because they're not going to do that endless rematch stuff. I mean, dude, we were hearing stories that like Vince would forget that he would do a match one week, so he would just do the match the next week because he, yeah. he forgot that, that happened. Yeah, this is this is such a, a an awesome thing to hear about that thing that the culture there in WWE, contrary to what some people had thought and, and talked about, is actually changing. That's a yeah. nice thing to hear. It is. It is especially the 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 work life balance because. If you're constantly on edge, wait for that phone call at one, two in the morning, especially if you're in creative and you got to roll over to Vince's house to rewrite a show. That's, I, I don't know how, like there's people that have been working on the creative team for years, mm -hmm. working under that kind of environment. And I don't, I don't know how, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know how they could do that. Yeah, I know. I mean, it boggles my mind that there's no time for you to relax. Yeah. You know, I understand everybody's, you know, uh, wants to do things. And, and there's a productivity level that I think, you know, people can settle into. But there's got to be balance to that. You got to give yourself opportunities to rest and relax. And if you're working in a situation where Vince is your boss and he never rests or relax, apparently, mm -hmm. and and he, he the expectation is that you more or less do as he does. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is wired like him. Hardly Very anybody few is. people are wired like him. So to <laughs> have that expectation and then to be people. able to deliver that schedule for years boggles my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Boggles my mind. I don't know how the human body on a regular basis can do that. But like to yeah, yeah. The idea of trying to be creative in that environment seems completely counterintuitive. It really does. It really um, does. So so that's great. That's great to hear. I wonder how many people that have worked for WWE in the creative departments over the past 10, 15 years, or even like the last five years, are like, oh, man, <laughs> I'd love to take another crack at that because you think, hey, I want to go in, 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 this, in this industry that I love, that I've been a fan of for however many years, you know, and I got a shot at WWE, and I get there, and it's like, ah, damn, nobody could be creative doing this shit. I know. And now I got to deal with Vince and his weird shit. Um, and I wonder how many people would just be like dying to take another shot at that, you know? Yeah, it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's talk about this. Sasha Banks, a creative person, all sorts of her hands in all sorts of different industries. Uh, she appeared on uh, a Star Wars podcast. What is this thing called? Uh, looks like it would be... Och 2? Och 2. Och 2? A Star Wars podcast. All right. Nerds. Uh, wow. She's there to talk, <laughs> talk about the Mandalorian. And she commented on what she's planning to do in the near future. These transcripts come to you via our friends over at Post Wrestling. She says, there's so much that I'm kind of creating right now. It's all under an umbrella. Oh, man. What a Mercedes uh, Industries. She says, like I said, I'm an actor, model, writer, producer, extraordinaire, entertainer, entertainer. So all within those realms, I'm doing something. So you just have to stay tuned. But we have a microphone. That's something big I want to do. Not podcasting, but music. That's probably, she says, I don't know if. That's the number one one next thing because acting. There's a lot of things coming up in acting right now, but I'm really starting to focus my mind around music and my music realm and just being kind of a director in the space of creating kind of a musical video piece. Well, that's cool. Right on. Yeah. I mean, she's cool. taking this opportunity away from wrestling seemingly to explore every creative avenue that might interest her. Fashion. Um, f -f -f -fas they were yeah. the New York Fashion Week, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, her and, uh, and Naomi. And they, yeah, it's great to see them still doing that shit together, mm -hmm. too. You know, that's awesome. That's and it was great. awesome to see that Bailey was there. They all oh, I didn't notice that. that. Yeah. That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. That was super cool. That was super cool. Um, I mean, if, if, if she's got ways that she could... Uh, 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 get fulfilling work in a variety of creative fields and she doesn't need wrestling. Hell, maybe mm -hmm. she'll never come back. Mm -hmm. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, she'll come back. She'll probably come back tonight, dude. That's entirely possible. <laughs> because here's the thing, man, here's the thing. What did Orson Welles have to do to fund all those creative endeavors of his? He had to you do fish sticks commercials. Frozen peas commercials. Yeah. Frozen peas. 
this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> He'd tell the director. Um, so, you know, you get that wrestling money, and then you can go in and pay for that studio time mm-hmm. and uh, and make whatever musical piece she wants to make. I don't know. Or maybe she won't. Fuck, what do I know? I don't know her. It's yeah, great, though. It's awesome, man. It is Do great. whatever you got to do. Do whatever you want to do, man. Exactly. Just get one shot at this life, man. You sound, what's, what, you sound like uh, Eminem. Lose yourself. <laughs> Lose yourself in the music, the moment. Never, <laughs> ever let it go, Jedediah. <laughs> it was Eminem's declaration of principles. Yeah, that's his declaration of principles there. <laughs> Lose yourself in the moment. In the music, the moment, never let it go. You only get one shot. Don't miss your chance. Oh, though. man. Don't miss your shot. Anyways, let's talk about SmackDown, man. Another fun episode. It was, yeah. We, they're keeping up with this Brawling Brutes versus Imperium stuff. Well, it's cool. Just, they they rebranded them as Imperium. Oh, the Imperium's back. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's great. And you know, it's funny, man. So we did a watch along here at the channel, the Twitch channel mm-hmm. on Friday. <clears throat> and when the Imperium came out, it was like, oh, okay. Friggin', you know, uh, Vinny Vici, uh, Giovanni Vinci's out there with Imperium now. He's new. He's probably going to eat this pin. No, that's the Vince McMahon way of doing things. This dude got the, the opposite pin. happened. Yeah, he, he got, got the, the pin. He got the big win right here on behalf of Imperium. So we got to see Imperium come back. I'm sure they're probably going to do some sort of extreme rules match because Triple H might look at these two guys and he's like, all right, man, you guys got the rest of 2022 to keep feuding. And I think people be into it because Sheamus and Gunther have such great chemistry. They All do. these guys have great chemistry. Yeah, they do. They do. This match was a lot of fun. Um, we saw Solo Sokoa uh, make his SmackDown debut, his first real show as a full member of the Bloodline. The interaction between him and Sammy was interesting. Would 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 Solo kind of side with Jay and not be too cool with Sammy being honorary Us? Or would he side more with Jimmy, who seemingly is pretty cool with it? It, it's closer to Jimmy, but it, 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 Solo seemed to be of the mind that, well, Sammy, you're proving your worth. You're taking a lot of shots for us. So, thanks. Happy to have you around. Mm-hmm. I would imagine so long as that continues. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> if that yeah, were to look, not dude. continue, guess what? The honorary tag is probationary. Yes. And I think probably in perpetuity at that. Yes. So uh, and and eventually his his usefulness to the bloodline is going to run out. Oh yes, and uh, and and it's going to be the most heartbreaking is when Jimmy finally turns on Sammy. I know. That's going to be the most heartbreaking. I know they got the little handshake and everything. It's great. Uh, let's see here. We had uh, Drew McIntyre and his feud with Karrion and Cross really get kicked up a notch at the end of his uh, uh, no DQ match against Solo Sokoa. Uh, Karrion Cross ended up wonking that finish by choking the shit out of Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. And so, no doubt, they're going to take that, I would imagine, to extreme rules coming up about less a little less than a month from now. Yeah, and uh, they, from a production standpoint, they handled it fairly nicely. It was pretty cool. So they had, as soon as, as, as Cross put the choke on, black and white. They desaturated. And then, mm-hmm. so they had the, the copyright thing as Drew is fading, and rather than just mm-hmm. kind of do the, the usual fast fade out, they did a slow fade. Yeah. You know, as in to say, Drew is, like, we as an audience member are fading out as Drew is fading from consciousness. What the fuck? It, like, Triple H has the Criterion Collection all loaded up, so. man? What's I going on so. here? We still had some arena audio going on as he was fading out, as the scene was fading out. We are Drew McIntyre. Yeah, yeah. Like, what better fucking way to say, "Hey, got, hey, audience, this is this is who you're relating to now." Mm-hmm. Carrying cross, you know, he can he can represent any any number of things. Time, obviously, number yes. one, it gets everybody. Well, they said they were re- that he was rewriting the timeline. That's what they said, right? That's deep shit. That's cool, man. That's that's real. I mean, cool in one stuff. sense, you get it in terms of him getting a do over on his main roster run. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but yeah, also the idea that that there might be something a little bit more at play is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. 
but those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, We had uh, Braun Strowman, the force of nature, showing up again. Uh, on SmackDown this time around. It's not like he didn't... Did he actually... Did he get on the mic? No. No, he just came to destroy stuff. It was kind of cool. It did, was, he didn't it was, do a little interview backstage or anything? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Although, we should talk a little bit about this. So, uh, the Max Male Models and Los Lothorios took oh, yeah. on Hit Row and Street Profits. Uh, Hit Row got the win, but whatever. Later on, there was a digital exclusive where L.A. Knight was teasing a return. Of course, he's Max Dupree now yeah. with Max Male Models. And he was trying to pep up his guys, and he said, sometimes the day... What is that phrase? What did he use? He said, sometimes you got to get through the day to get to the night. Yeah. Well, he said, yeah. yeah. He said, you know, yeah, he did, he did, he did, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. That's like, Because here's the thing. You know that it's just not just a tease. They're going to tease, and it's just him doing it, and they're going to move on, and you're never going to get L.A. Knight. Oh, L.A. Knight's coming back. Seems like L.A. Knight's coming back, baby. Yeah. L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight, yeah. Uh, So let's dive into this here. We had uh, it kicked off with the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. I mean, dude, this match went through several commercial breaks, and it was just just violence. They were just beating the hell out of each other. Just beating beating the the hell out of each other. Beating the crap out of each other. Um, In the end, uh, Imperium, uh, it was uh, uh, Vinci and uh, uh, Ludwig. They do their they do their old Imperium tag team finish mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. the win here on mm-hmm. was it Ridge? It was probably yeah, it was Ridge. Yeah, Ridge I eats those it was pins Ridge, for yeah. brawling brutes. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna happen. Ridge is still really like this dude needs to get a lot of reps in. Still. He does. He does. He is very awkward in the ring. And uh, Butch getting a little bit closer to Pete Dunn. He did the mm-hmm. pose up on the ramp. Yeah, bit by bit we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Maybe at yep. some point when he eventually splits from brawling brutes. Pete Dunn will be back. Give us Peter Dune. Uh, you know, you know, it'd be cool, man. Uh, I know because they're going to take this to extreme rules, and maybe, maybe the idea is this will end up being a Survivor Series type match, like an elimination thing, maybe for mm-hmm. the blow off. Um, but it'd be kind of nice if sometime during this, some these guys can pair off. You know, we've already seen Peter Dune, uh, Butch versus Ludwig. Mm-hmm. What if we get Butch versus Gunther? And in the build to that, like the week before the actual match, what if they make it a big deal? Hey, these guys are both former UK champions. Yeah. They've had classic matches. Um, what if in the build to that match, which is one stop along the way, he gets some he gets his name back and he says, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm 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 more than just Butch. I'm Pete Dunn. But he still uses Butch as the name, but it's acknowledged that hey, yeah. I'm a dude, I'm a guy. He's I'm a gonna channel the bruiser weight. If he's going to take on Gunther. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. And then you could change yeah, to Butch Dunn or Pete Butch Dunn or whatever. You know, you can keep a little bit of both. And then eventually just Peter, forget about Butch. Peter Butch Dune. Yes. Yeah. And then he just, he's just Pete Dunn. Just, that, just fade. Just get Butch out of there. Just slowly fade away. I would, I would like them to keep aspects of Butch's character, though. That sense of urgency he has, that sort of like he sort of loses it a little bit in the ring. Yeah. You know, he's like he's like yanking on somebody's fingers and looking at the ref to see what the ref does about it. There is much more of a sense of urgency about the Butch character that I, I kind of dig. I like it. I've grown used to it. Yeah. Uh, then we get the Usos and Sammy for a promo. Sammy tells the crowd to throw their ones up. Ask Jimmy if he's feeling it. Jimmy is. He turns to Jay. Jay is completely stone-faced. <laughs> so Sammy says they uh, they have to do some, says they do have some serious things to talk about as a young honorary oose. <laughs> J- and Jay, Jay, while trying to hold back a laugh, <laughs> interrupts and says, I got this. He says, Roma's still undisputed champ. Clash. Uh, he beat Drew on his own turf. 
Little does Drew know how deep this bloodline runs. Sammy says it's deep AF. And then Jimmy introduces Solo Sokoa. So as Solo's making his way to the ring, there's a video package. Uh, hi, thank you, Cultaholic, for the raid. Thank you so much. Talk about SmackDown on Friday. Um, uh, we get a video package showcasing what Solo has, has done in NXT. So he comes to the ring. He asks, uh, uh, Sammy asks him for a hug. Solo just gives him a head nod instead and says, if you come for our family, I'm going to come for you. You create problems. I'm going to finish them. He says, I'm here to stay. And the bloodline just got bigger and stronger. Uh, Jay says, because uh, because you're all the twos. They're the ones. They all raise up their ones. Drew's music hits. He comes to the ring mm-hmm. with a chair. Usos and Sammy, they get out of there. Mm-hmm. Solo, he stands there. He actually makes his way forward towards the ropes as Drew is about to get in the ring. So Drew hits him in the gut with the chair. He's about to take a swing at Solo. Sammy pushes Solo out of the way. He eats that chair shot. And Drew, this was all on mic, but I, lo- I love it when they do this kind of stuff. So the camera audio has picked up Drew saying, Solo, I want you tonight. Mm-hmm. And the bloodline make their way up to the ramp, and Solo says, you got it. You got it. You got it. Uh, after that, we had uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah versus Toxic Attraction. Um, Toxic Attraction have a promo, says we're there to shatter the reality of Raquel and Aaliyah. I wonder if this is just you know a little bit more Toxic Attraction. Uh, they've been seemingly on main roster more than they've been on uh, NXT. Well, I guess they've had they had match on NXT last yeah, week. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if this is going to be like a call up thing or not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, so, anyways, uh, of course, uh, this is kind of a standard match. They even did like that same finish they usually do, where like Raquel has both of them or both like the the other two. Uh, like Toxic Attraction has Raquel Rodriguez. And then Aaliyah Spears, one of them, allows Raquel Rodriguez to mm-hmm. hit her uh, her big move. The time that's bomb. another match where Aaliyah is, is isolated and taken out of the match. Raquel it's gets the hot tag, for dominates for a bit, eventually leads to the win. Uh, then mm-hmm. we got a this is elimination five way match, right? Yeah, yes. elimination five way yeah, match was, determined yeah. Liv Morgan's next contender for Extreme Rules. He had Zia Lee. Taking on Sonya Deville, taking on Natalia versus Lacey Evans and Ronda Rousey. So Liv yeah. is watching uh, the match from uh, a luxury suite, Skybox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first elimination sees, well, Natalia has uh, Zia Lee at a sharpshooter. Lacey Evans breaks that up with the woman's right on Natalia. Then Sonya hits Lacey with a shining wizard. Ronda throws Sonya into the, out of the ring into the barricade. She puts the arm bar on Natalia. Natalia taps. She's eliminated. And then Ronda and Sonya put on submissions on Lacey and Zaya, respectively. They both tap, so they're both eliminated. So the final two is Ronda and Sonya. So Ronda's looking for Piper's pit. Sonya reverses that into a sleeper. Uh, Ronda has to roll to the floor to break it up. And she, she has to break it up by ramming Sonya into the barricade. Back of the ring hits Piper's pit. Teases armbar, but instead mm-hmm. puts on the ankle lock. And Sonya mm-hmm. taps to get the win. I like that they gave Sonya a good spot here with Ronda. They yeah, you know, yeah. didn't have her like tap out immediately or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this so, is kind of interesting because Liv was showing a little, you know, she, she's showing a little attitude these days, yeah. you know? And I don't know if they're going to try to build her up as kind of a heel character, like a little, you know, a little snarkier because Ronda's could clearly be. the, the good guy here. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. she's getting really good crowd reactions. She had an interview recently where she talked about she enjoyed being away from the title scene, mm-hmm. and I think that is really helping her. Yeah, it really. She is. had a segment later on with Shayna where she talked about, hey, when you want to start wrecking the women's division with you and I on top, let me know. Mm-hmm. You think there's any chance that Liv's going to sort of chicken shit heal her way out of losing the title to Ronda, and maybe Ronda and Shayna instead will, will uh, feud with... Uh, I don't know, like either Dakota Kai and Io Sky if they get the titles, mm-hmm. or even Sasha and Naomi when they it's return. Entirely that's, possible. That's a big. That's a top level couple names there. I know to be feuding for the women's tag titles if they want to really sort of you know satisfy Sasha Banks, make those tag titles a big deal. Mm-hmm. Those are some big names there in that. Really, it really yeah, there's some seriously major names there. Um, so yeah, Ronda gets the win faces. I just. I, I was kind of surprised they'd have Ronda live at Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. I would have thought they would have saved that for the next major show, but yeah, I mean maybe they'll. Because wait, is that is this announced for SmackDown soon? No, that's not the Ronda versus Live is Extreme Rules. Oh, oh, I'm so, I thought you just said I'm surprised they didn't save that for Extreme Rules. No, no, I'm surprised they did. They are doing this match for Extreme Rules mm. rather than waiting for 
Survivor Series or oh, like a bigger yeah yeah, yeah or well, the next again, Saudi you know, show or whatever. Yeah, I mean, again, Extreme Rules. If they do it like an actual Extreme Rules match, that gives Liv Morgan all the the leeway yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. do whatever she needs to do. Um, so yeah, that'll be. I mean, in terms of her keeping her title, that's probably the the smart move mm-hmm. because you know. Uh, anyways, after that we had uh, backstage more bloodline. Uh, the Usos are trying to hype up Sola Sokoa backstage because he's got that match tonight against Drew, and Sola just sort of glares at Sammy. And, uh, and of course, Jay is thinking you can just read Jay's face. He's like, "Oh, Sola's not going to like him." He says, "You know, Roman said you were the man." Takes a beat, and Sammy thinks he's going to be like, "Nah, you, you know, you're not the dude." But he says, "He was right. I appreciate what he did out there." <laughs> And Jay is not happy. No. So Sammy says, you know, yeah, well, yeah. Of course, he goes overboard again. Roman knows what he's talking about. And then Jay interjects. He's like, all right, shut up. He says, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about Solo. And uh, Sammy tells Solo, you know, we're all looking out for you. And Solo says, nah, man, I need to do this myself. But if I do need anybody, Sammy's like, I got you. And Jay's like, no, 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 no. it's not you. We all are going to ringside. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is good stuff. It was good. Uh, so then Rhonda, as you mentioned earlier, walks is walking backstage. So uh, Shayna steps up, congratulates her, says good luck against Liv. And uh, Rhonda says, I can tell you're upset about losing at Clash the Castle. But you know what's better than winning? Revenge. And then she says, let me know when you want to run this place with me. Yeah. Uh, after that, we have Maximil Models and the Los Lotharios versus Hit Row and the Street Profits and eight-man action. Yeah. Uh and this was, you know, again, this is basically it's like a it's like a uh, showcase for Maximil models to be completely stupid. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious though. It's pretty like the funny. the fact that Mosse just keeps that same sort of dull look on his face the entire time. Mm-hmm. His mouth is like a little bit open. <laughs> the entire time it's it's wildly hilarious. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, Hit Row get the win here with their finish. We get a Braun Returns video package. And they highlight in this all, a lot of the times where he was just destroying stuff. So that's my mm, expectation. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think they're just going to, you know, show us for maybe a couple months that this dude's just a force of nature. And then and then it'll just feed him to Roman and, and we'll get to revisit a little bit of the, the fun we had in 2017. But I'm not finished with you yet, yeah. I'm not finished with you. Yeah. Uh, so Chad Gable comes out. And he says, uh, they're in Seattle. He says, it's it's your lucky night, Seattle. We're back on SmackDown, where we got our start. He says, we haven't been gone that long. When you're in the presence of the Academy, because, you know, they're all starting to boom. He says, you do one thing, sheesh. He says, the reason we're here tonight is to ruin Braun's return to SmackDown, just like Braun ruined our shot at the tag titles. A match we had won until Braun jumped us from behind. He says, if Otis, my number one guy, had seen Braun coming, he would have left him laying. He says, Otis, much like myself, is a superior athlete. He says, here in Seattle, you don't know anything about superior athletes because Seattle's a type of city that can't hold on to their own basketball team. And, ooh, ooh. they are still salty about the Supersonics. Yep. Uh, so Gable says, let me show you how I turned Otis into the true monster. And then he's interrupted by Braun. Red Pants Braun comes to the ring, hits Otis. Gable tries to attack. Braun boots him. Otis uh, uh, hits Braun. Hits a corner splash. He charges Braun. Eats a shoulder tackle. Gable eats a clothesline. He and then he gets hit with a huge power bomb. And then Braun power bombs the shit out of Otis, and it looked like it was completely easy to do. Yeah, the the yeah. power bomb to Gable was completely effortless for Braun. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Even completely. even the Otis one he made look pretty easy. Yeah, though. it was so fucking impressive though. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and Braun got a new theme too. Yeah. Uh, so we got a Drew McIntyre interview. He says Clash of the Champions should have been the biggest moment of his life. 21 years of giving everything to this industry. He should be staying in their champ, and he's not for one reason. That's Solo Sokoa. He says, Solo, I'm sure Roman is happy with you, but your actions have consequences. He did this like kind of all whispery because mm, he was yeah. intense. So he says, but actions have consequences. It's almost like Seth Bullock, almost kind of gritting his teeth and talking. Actions have consequences. I promise, Solo. You're not going to like the consequences of your actions. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. After that, we had Drew McIntyre. We had our main event, Drew McIntyre Mm -hmm. versus Solis Cohen, no DQ match. Um, Actually, it wasn't no DQ because the finish ended in in a DQ. So it was advertised as a no DQ. It was rumored to be no DQ. It actually wasn't advertised in advance of the show. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, well, that's a good point. The whole time I thought this is no DQ because it was rumored to have been that, but yeah, you're right. Huh? Uh, anyways. Yeah. So solo was really holding his own here. Uh, in the end though, uh, let's see here. Drew escapes a Samoa drop, hits a claymore solo though, tumbles out of the ring, keeping him looking strong. And then before Drew could, could go get him cross hits the ring, puts Drew in a cross jacket. Drew tries to power up. He fades out. Cross tightens his grip. And then we get, like you said earlier, that slow fade as mm-hmm. the show ends. It was really, really visually well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, Friday night, we also had a rampage. Mm-hmm. We had a match in this champions tournament to crown a new AEW champion between Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Uh, we had Miro have to uh, drop a promo to explain why uh, he won't be feuding with Malachi Black anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a really fun, <laughs> a really fun main event between Dax Harwood and Claudio for that Ring of Honor title. I mean, actually, I thought that basically every segment was 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 pretty solid. The Jade Cargill interview was good. I thought Powerhouse uh, Hobbs promo or interview was really good. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I thought that was good. Um, Samoa um, Joe uh, mm-hmm. set up his next feud. So, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was it was an fine. eventful I th- rampage. I mean, rampage will always give you they'll always give you one match that you can really be like, oh shit, this is you know, really, like who's not going to want to watch Claudio versus versus Dax Harwood? That fucking match was awesome. It was, and then even even the first match, Darby Allen versus Sam Sammy Guevara, you could see them wrestle, you know, all the time. Yeah, it had like the distraction, fucking, you know. Uh, well, well, like the finish here was what? Oh yeah, Anna J came to ringside. Yeah, yeah, distract, yeah. And then Ty put Darby's skateboard in the ring, grabs Darby's ankle so he couldn't do shit. Sammy power bombs Darby onto the yeah, skateboard. Yeah, that was rough. That was it. Would it? It looked rough. Like it didn't because he didn't actually hit the the trucks of the skateboard. Uh, it was like right next to it. But it, in theory, it was rough. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then he followed up with his finish to get the win on Darby. So it was it was a cheat win. But uh, but no, that was good stuff. So Sammy goes on to face Mox. Is it Mox? Oh God. Ooh, yeah. Mox ain't going to deal with any of that shit. No, Mox should, like, <laughs> destroy him, utterly destroy him. This match Sam, was kind of short, yeah. though. This was only, like, a 12-minute match. Sammy's going to spike himself. Oh, yeah, several times. Multiple, multiple uh, several paradigm shit. Several yeah. times, yeah. Death it should be a solid bout, though. I I, it's, uh, I would think that happens going to happen on Dynamite. I think that's what they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, um, so that was good. That was a good match. It was. So anyways, yeah, that was the opening bout. After that, Samoa Joe came out for a promo, says it's good to be back. I've been away from a bit, and I apologize. I owe you much more violence in the future, and I'm here to say I'm in the house. I'm open for business. And then Mark Sterling comes to the ramp uh, with Tony Nese and Josh Woods. says, we've never closed. And while you were in Hollywood getting pampered, we were grinding week after week. He says, Tony Nese has more abs than Joe has had matches in the company. And Josh Woods lists off. He's a former pure champion. All sorts of accolades, and he says on Dynamite, Josh Wood saved my life, so he deserves and should be awarded a shot at the Ring of Honor title, TV title. And Joe says, you know, it's rare someone comes and interrupts me, and I agree with everything they say. Says Josh Wood is an incredible athlete and has been grinding to prove himself. Wood should get everything he asked for. He should get a shot at this title, and that's going to happen tonight, right now. 
And then uh, Woods, he's ready to go to the ring. Mm-hmm. He puts his mouthpiece in. He's on his way to the ring. And Sterling's like, nope, nope, we're not going to do it this week. We're going to do it next week in a better town in Albany. Yeah. I think that's where that's where Rampage sort of went off for me because I can't stand anything Mark Sterling does. As wow. soon as he shows up, I just I'm just like, this is a waste of fucking time. And it's, it's like Samoa Joe. It's like I get I know he's like the Ring of Honor guy, but it's like it's Samoa Joe. Yeah. Like he should be in the tournaments to have to like have oh, a agreed. world title at AEW. Agreed. You have Samoa Joe. And maybe I don't know, look, again, maybe I'm maybe I'm speculating as to why it's so asinine to have to relegate him to this stuff. But maybe because he wants to do the Hollywood stuff, they're like, Okay, well, if you want to do that, we can have you on a super part time thing. Where your Ring of Honor guy until we figure out the Ring of Honor weekly, so you don't have to be mm-hmm. here all the time. Yeah, that could be. And if, and if that's the case, then that's that's their business yeah, decision yeah. to make. That's yeah. fine. But I'm just saying, if that's not the case, and it's like we have Samoa Joe, and we're gonna have him here every once in a while, he's gonna feud with Josh Woods. Mm-mm-mm. No, he should be trying to like I don't know dismantle the Blackpool Combat Club for some reason. You yeah, know, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Have him feud with those guys. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. After that, we had a Miro promo. He says, my God, you took the devil out before I could. Snuck him out before I snuffed them out. He says, when uh, when you began this war, I thought you had a master plan, but now I'm heartbroken to find out that you don't. You're a fraud, aren't you? You made it clear that I am not your favorite champion. Delight in keeping me away from my wife, and my gold hangs around the waist of lesser men. Why? How can a man who sees everything be so blind to everything? And now another tournament is out there, and where am I? I am the right choice because I am flawless. So admit that you have failed and belt the redeemer now. So seemingly he wants he still wants gold. Yeah. There's a lot of titles in AEW. Larson, which one should he go after? I mean, he should go after the top title because Miro's the best. Okay, but if the idea is any title's good enough. I mean, he says my title hangs around the waist of lesser men. He's referring to the TNT title. I don't see Wardlow losing that anytime soon, though. Should he perhaps focus on, I don't know, who's like the, who's, I mean, Pac has, he's like double champion now. Yeah, he can lose the All-Anic title to Miro. They should put that belt on Miro to begin with. They should have. I'm pretty sure we all had channel points on it. We did. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that was the case. And I think, yeah, I kind of think, like, I don't know, if I'm an AEW I kind of like that All Atlantic title because it hasn't it doesn't have like a TV network logo on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm down with the All Atlantic title, man. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, then we had Madison Rain versus Serena Deeb, uh, a decent match. I just felt like it was a little short. It kind of felt like all the matches were a little short, save for the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Deeb gets the win here. She smashes Madison Rain's knee into the mat, locks on Serenity Lock. Madison has to tap. Yup. Uh, after that, we had a Jade Cargill interview. She says, I don't know why the fans are surprised that I whooped Athena's ass. I did exactly what I said I was going to do. Athena thought she was going to come in here and do something, and she did nothing. So whichever woman whichever woman wants to get it, I got it. I'm giving out work. Come apply. Yeah, it was it was good. It was really good. Uh, then we got a Powerhouse Hobbs interview. It says, it seems like the world loves to doubt Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, and I'm a believer that if you want something done, you get it done yourself. And QT and the factory couldn't get the job done, so I went to All Out and put Ricky Stark six feet deep. And now I get to open up the book of Hobbs, and I get to show the world why I'm a killer. I'm that beast from Oakland, California, the monster, powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, man. Find out what's in that book. Uh, and then we had Dax, uh, you know, the pre-match Dax Claudio interview. And uh, Regal says, I hired you, Dax, about 13 years ago out of obscurity. And I know how excellent you are in that ring. But I have the ultimate competitor on my side. Claudio says, Dax, you have my respect. I know that uh, uh, the type of year you're having, and that's the kind of competitor I want to stand in the ring with me. He says, I'm sure you're going to win singles titles, but not tonight and not this one. And then Dax interrupts, says, hey, I know the odds of this match. I know I'm the underdog. Most people watching at home are sure I'm going to lose tonight, and rightly so. Because you're one hell of a wrestler. And it doesn't make any sense. I'm a tag team guy. Why am I going to get the Ring of Honor? That wouldn't make any sense. Who would book that? And then uh, he says, Regal, you pulled me out of the obscurity. That's a place I'm not going to go because this is how I feed my family. He says, tonight I'm going to be the Ring of Honor world champion. But they're not going to book that because it don't make any sense. So why? Yeah. <laughs> But this is a good match. Everybody wants to see us wrestle because I'm a really good wrestler. I'm just not. I'm a tag guy. 
tag guy. Yeah. yeah. Until he gets that huge singles win, then he could be a singles guy. But that wasn't that wasn't Friday night because Claudio won. Right. We're not going to uh, do it here on Rampage. It'll be weird. That would be weird. <laughs> Dude, a ring of honor pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, eventually, yeah, it was a really fun match. Uh, Claudio put uh, D- uh, Dax in the sharpshooter a couple times. Uh, Dax actually escaped one and put a sharpshooter on Claudio, but Claudio escapes that, hits a bunch of elbows. Sharpshooter, Dax has to tap. Yup. Absolutely. Uh, we got a Raw tonight. J-Mart's going to be there. He's going to be at Raw. Oh, that's very cool. So, Have fun, J-Mart. <laughs> Hopefully he's still watching, or maybe he's listening to this later on. I don't know. We're going to give him his personalized Raw preview. There we go. So here's up number one, J-Mart. Are you listening? Emotions are going to run high as Edge takes on Dominic Mysterio from The Judgment Day. From Judgment Day, yeah. 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 Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah to face first test as champions against Dakota Kai and EO Sky. Oof. Wait, they're gonna face their first test of champs, so they're just burying everybody they've already faced. I think I'll, I think the, I, I think that was a non-title match. Well, I know, this but is like their first title defense, and I think that's what they're saying. Okay, so it's their first test as champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're just equating tests. So the the other ones they were just uh, warm up quizzes. I think that's essentially what they're saying. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Uh, also, John wrestling. John. 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 Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. John. He's going to make his in-ring return. Yeah, that'll be good. I wonder who's going to wrestle. Uh, I don't know. Who would, who Who's number one on your list? Who would you want to see if, if Triple H calls you up and says, Hey, uh, Larson, here's the thing. I usually This is usually the time of the day when I have to sack up and call the enforcer. But um, I'm, just, I'm so sick of it. So can you just let me know who to book on Raw against John? You, you mentioned a couple good names. Uh, Mustafa Ali. Cedric. Cedric Alexander. I think, about T-Bar. Uh, that'd be great, too. T-Bar is... main event is, players. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. That would I be like good. It. Yeah. Did T-Bar, uh, did Dijak and, and Gargano ever have a match in NXT? I don't remember. We'll find out right now. Cage Mitch. There you go. Johnny Gargano John. versus uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Let's see here. NXT, May 6, 2020. They did then. Okay. That was a uh, empty arena era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, question answered. Probably fucking good match. Too. It probably was really good. Uh, hey, Larson. Yeah. Let's answer some questions. What do you say? Sure. Let's do it. Uh, I got one here from Benjamin Tucker. It says, with hindsight being 2020, which ex-WWE signed AEW star is regretting not staying in the company now that Triple H is in charge? So let's throw some names out there. We got Athena. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Swerve in Our Glory, both Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Mm-hmm. We've got Andrade. Yeah. Uh, Malachi. Malachi. Yes. Anybody else? I'm sure chat will load his chat. Help us out here. Out of the oh, Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Out of those names. Out of those names. I know that Triple H was huge on all of them. Mm hmm. Like he was big on all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that first and foremost, I would say Athena's really high up there. I would think both Athena and Andrade would be pretty high up the list. I think so. I don't, Andrade, I don't. You know what's funny? He's had terrific matches in AEW. He hasn't had any titles yet. Uh. I always get the feeling that like he's kind of performing like he's spot he's spotlighted on par. He's spotlit God, I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. He is featured on AEW about as on par as he would be in WWE under Triple H. Or am I be am I foolish for thinking that? Um No, I think I mean obviously when, when Andrade first signed with NXT they tried to make him a baby face. It just didn't work when they oh, paired him yeah. up with Zelina and turned to heel. Yeah. Then, like, creatively, it started clicking, and then you felt like we finally saw Andrade, you know, mm-hmm. what, what they kind of hoped he would be when he signed initially. Mm-hmm. And he got the NXT title, had a lot of really good matches, had one of my favorite NXT matches of all time against John Gargano. Yeah, right. At TakeOver Philadelphia, I believe. Fantastic bout. Um, 
So if that's what Triple H had in mind for Andrade in terms of main roster push, heck yeah, I get on board with that. And I think he was. I, I he think was he can really go places as a as as a main eventer on main roster. He was between. Uh, he won it from Drew and lost it to Malachi. Is that right? He won it from Drew. No. Yes. And then Malachi, lost uh, it Alistair, to Alistair Black. Won yeah. it from him, didn't he? Was that yeah. the situation? I think so. Um, in NXT, I don't know. He always came off as a bit transitional to me. Like as a champion, I thought he did. Like he was always like a five star match guy. He's always like a great match guy. Mm-hmm. If I'll put it this way, if Triple H wants to like really sort of rely on factions, if he ends up doing that, then I think that Andrade would be better off in WWE. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. And then he seems to be he seems to be the I I get the feeling that he's not always entirely entirely happy in AEW. I think mm-hmm. he sort of like alluded to it. Um, Adam Cole. I mean, it's it's number one. He's been he's been he's had some injuries. He he's had some yeah. great matches. Yeah. Um, I I think that like going to AEW, I think if if Triple H was in charge when his contract was up, he clearly would have stayed. Yeah, it's a good. But I don't think stayed. I don't think AEW is a bad option for him at all, at all. Nope. I mean, you, you look at who's there. It's like his, his, you know, his best friends and his and his and his girlfriend. Like, I don't know. Well, that's not a bad place to be. And plus, it like favors a style of wrestling that he's like mm-hmm. he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Adam Cole would have been fine wherever he was. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ray Costin asks, "What screen effect would you use when you attack someone from behind?" So of course, when Karrion Cross attacks someone from behind, it goes black and white. Yeah, sure. What yeah. about you? What if you were to attack someone from behind? Cross jacket. Uh, yeah, dude, put him in a cross jacket, and then uh, it would it would go to. You know, man, I'm I'm a bit of a jokester. I'm a bit of a clown. Give me yakety sax plays, mm. and then you undercrank. So it's it goes into up. silly comedic slow, uh, fast motion. That's good. <laughs> and then and then we start running around. <laughs> We start running around. Yeah, that's yeah, good. that's yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like an instant rotoscope thing, so it's all animated. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, that's cool. That's interesting. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, it's somebody has. Uh, I don't have my Alexa's not in here anymore. Bama loves that thing, so I just put it in her room. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I, I read online somewhere that somebody tricked out their their Alexa and their entire smart home tech. <laughs> so that they, if somebody, if there's ever like an intruder or somebody, it was like a home invasion. Of course, now that they've done this, it's never going to happen to their home, but they say Alexa red alert. <laughs> and like all the lights turned to red. And then like the wharf's theme from like first contact starts playing like the Klingon theme. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, that's I wish I could do, but I'd do that here, but it'd be it'd play Yakety Sax. Or you do the <laughs> the Wrath of Khan one that yeah. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be great. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd do like the 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 countdown to self destruct, you know. There this you house go. will self destruct in thirty seconds. That the intruders have to say, "Get out of here! Get out of here!" Oh, that's good. Gallus Green, yeah. All oh, the lights go good. Gallus Green, and then uh, the, you know that song hey, kicks in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, oh man, let's see here. Uh, Mario Brown, with the NFL season started, who is the highest paid in wrestling that consistently underperformed, aka the Dak Prescott of wrestling. Highest paid who underperformed. Traditionally, it was Hulk Hogan. Yeah, in '98 that contract was ridiculous, and I'm yeah. uh, it kind of wasn't warranted. No, no. Like I don't really feel like there's a whole lot of wrestlers who really, for a stretch, maybe you could say Randy Orton when he was in the 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 uh, a spell where he re- really wasn't involved in anything and he was kind of phoning it in a little bit. But I remember oh god, I don't know which return it was, but we had heard that Dolph Ziggler was making like ridiculous money 
Mm-hmm. And really, they were not. He was not on the featured on the card that much. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, like, I at some point, I think WWE was just paying people stupid money to come back if they like knew yeah. the system and they were a name. Oh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Big Bopper says, with all this punk news in the spotlight, is there anything we've missed that slipped through the cracks that should be known? There was a wrestling show at the Mall of America in the same yeah. spot of the first Nitro. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. But to me, that's like non-news. Uh, B-Man here asks, uh, what 10 wrestling themes would you burn into a disc for a friend? So you're making a, a, a wrestling theme mm-hmm. mixtape. Mm-hmm. Any theme, any company, any era, any year. Starts it's off with okay. Aleister Black's NXT slash WWE theme song. No man is truly he. Vah. Then it goes into Asuka's theme song. Then it dives into some undisputed era. You go now. <laughs> okay, I kick it off with Shawn Michaels' theme because they they pop the disc in the car dun, dun, and they're driving here. They'd be like, "What is this nerd shit?" Yeah, think cute. Who is this guy who's obviously not a singer? But if they continue, I know I know they're in for the full duration of the disc. That's the thing. Okay. I, I then, then I'd put on after uh, Undisputed Era. I'd bust out with the uh, uh, was it Disturbed that did this uh, Stone Cold yeah. theme. Yeah. I'd go Disturbed Stone Cold. Uh, the 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 Kane's Chemical, whatever that is called, yeah. Chemical Burn or whatever it's called, Slow Chemical, Slow Chemical, that one. Uh, and then to, yeah, and then Harv just Harv has it here. Yeah, Gallus. And then Gallus. That'd be, yeah, that'd be on there. Um, I'd have I'd have Gallus. I'd have the Brood theme. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd probably have the NWO theme. No, yeah. Wolfpack theme. Oh yeah. Um, my time. Mm-hmm. Oscar's theme. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. I would have uh, uh, Kaze Ninare. Okay. That's seven. Maybe Bullet how, Club. I don't know how many I'm at. Yeah. Next, That's I'd eight. go into Too Many Limes. And then I do Mr. Doe brings up TNA. I do the Jeff Jarrett. Weedle, weedle. Oh, that gosh. one, the T- his the TNA theme. And then my hidden track. I don't know how many is this good enough. But my hidden track. What, what's your hidden track? Hidden we need track. a hidden track. Um, it would be Wesley Blake's like chill out theme from the NXT house show. Mine would be X Factor's theme. Oh, good. <laughs> I got everything, got I, ever everything I ever wanted. Oh, there you go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Uh, Kashav asks, with Edge hinting about retirement next year, what current wrestlers do you think should face him before he finally hangs up his Kevin boots? Owens. Yeah, Kevin Owens. That's a good Kevin one. Owens. Sammy Zayn. Yeah. Has AJ Styles done it? Did AJ Styles and Edge do a thing? They had a match at WrestleMania. That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought they did that. That was the birth of Judgment Day when Damian Priest distracted AJ so Edge could win. Mm, okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember shit. Uh, yeah, Kevin Owens is a good one. Damian Priest, have they wrestled? <laughs> Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Rhea Ripley. Oh, wow. Yeah, all that's good. Rey Mysterio. They've never fought, have they? Never. Seth Not Rollins. A... That's what I want to see. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they should do Hell in a Cell. <laughs> oh, you're in luck, Steve. Uh, let's see here. Stinky Bojangles says, do you realistically see the elite coming back to AEW? Or are they gone for good? No, they're not gone for oh, good. Oh, no, they're coming back. Yeah, they're they'll, they'll back. come back. I mean, you know, whether it's the sole reason they reached out to WB or, or a partial reason, knowing that there's WB interest and in it closer to when their contracts expire, maybe having a, a, a rough idea of what they could get from WB, uh, they could take that to Tony Khan and say, uh, can you do this, but maybe better. And oh, I don't think he's talking about when their contract's up. I think he means now because they're oh, suspended now. No, no, I mean, they're under contract till 2024. They can't just up and leave. Yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna they'll be back when this investigation's yep. over. Yep. I mean, honestly, it should be done by now. All you gotta do is interview two people, MJF and uh, Mega, the lawyer, mm-hmm. and then and then be like, "Hey, who fucked up here? Well, Punk did. Okay, well, should he be fired? Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then that, that's that. What about the Bucks? No, they're cool. <laughs> they're cool. They're good. They're back. They should be back on Wednesday. Your super need, kick party. Super kick. It just puts them in an awkward spot because, like, you know, they have to address this on being the elite, but like, yeah, they probably, probably shouldn't. Well, they're. I mean, they're going to wait till this investigation is done, one way or the other. 
Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, Mutant Mayday is a great idea. I want to hear MJF side oh, of the character. Else. They should just kayfabe this fucking investigation. They really TV, should. You know. And then, like, have uh, Hangman Page be, like, a special, like, a witness protection situation where he's, like, pixelated or, or like, lit in... in uh, <laughs> you just want to talk like this. <laughs> it, just give him whatever mic they're using in the media. Yeah, exactly. Bro. I can't believe that guy called me an empty-headed uh, uh, dumb fuck. Did, we pu- know? Did, did he really say he worked with fucking children? <laughs> I took that personally. <laughs> Tar- yeah. Targets are really fucking hard to manage. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Marvell says, what AAA luchadors do you think could be big stars in AEW? He brings up Fabi Apache. I agree with that. I hope she goes to WWE. I thought. She's going to like some retirement tour or some shit. Yeah, Something's yeah. Going I thought she on. was done with AAA. I think that's, I think she posted an Instagram saying that. Yeah. yeah, man. Bring Fabi Apache in against Mako Satamora. Holy oh, shit. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be uh, awesome. Commander. Oh, dude, he's going to be huge. Yeah. That dude's going to be some crazy, huge. crazy stuff. That dude is going to be fucking huge. Commander, I can't wait till I get to see a Commander match live, dude. Hell yeah. That's going to be amazing. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jeremy says, I don't think he'll do this this year, but do you think Triple H will bring War Games to the main roster, especially on like a Survivor Series card? That'd be Maybe cool. The Bloodline versus Imperium versus Brawling Brutes in Ward Games. That'd be neat. Yeah, that's good. Have Charlie Dempsey announce it. There you go. Ward Games. There you go. Perfect. Kind of like his dad. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Profound Magician. With really no news or updates on Gable Stevenson, can you recklessly speculate on when he might debut and the type of impact? You know, make? all we've heard is that just the whatever... I read something today, I thought, that said that they were hoping that he would be like a main eventer by now. I literally read that today because I saw this question, and I looked it up, and uh, Dave Meltzer relatively recently, I don't know exactly when, had said that they wanted to do exactly that. They thought he was going to be in the next Brock, and uh, he's been training with Ken Anderson. Mr. Anderson! Anderson! And that his training hasn't been going well. And now he's waffling because he's going back to college. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you, you got to think that Triple H isn't just going to go all in on Brock Lesnar or Gable Stevenson. Yeah. Um, so unless yeah, he, unless know. unless they know that he's all in on being a wrestler and the training's going well. If the training's going really well and he takes to it really great, then sure, maybe. But like, if he gets in there, he's looking like Rich Holland. That that ain't gonna fly, dude. No. No. I don't know. I don't see it. I'd give me Damon Kemp. You want you want the next Brock Lesnar? Damon Kemp is your guy. There you go. Yeah, he's been great in NXT. Yeah, he's been fantastic there. Thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.